0: I'm Tom Ray. I'm a web developer, musician, sometimes cartoonist and animator, living here in Madison, Wisconsin. And I wanted to find out more about the art community in my city. Back in 2003, I started my own online cartoon series. Now that's before YouTube, so it wasn't an easy task. From that, I even got the chance to make a low-budget pilot for another series that starred Jeffrey Tambor and Chris Hardwick. But I didn't know how to leverage that when it was over, and I eventually just stopped making stuff. So now, in my 40s, I know a lot more about promotion, and what's possible using the internet as a tool for this, and I wanted to get out there again. But there's one thing that I realized, I don't really know any artists in my town. Okay, I know animation and graphic novels aren't really what most people think of when you mention art, but that isn't what this show is going to be about. It's about being creative and talking to others about how you do it and how they do it. Okay, you know how on Facebook, you get a friend request from people you kind of remember from somewhere, maybe school or work or something. Then you accept the request, and aside from looking at their profile, you barely interact with them ever again. I took that thought and went a different direction with it. So I put up an ad on Facebook that was geared towards artists, That said I wanted them to come talk to me. I wanted them to friend me. And I wanted to talk about what they do. And believe it or not, people contacted me. I spoke to everyone that contacted me in the brief amount of time that I had this up. And I got to meet a very diverse group of creative people right here in Madison. And one of the first people I met was Holly Myers. Have you always been in Madison?
1: No, actually, I moved here about five years ago. Where from? Uh, I'm a transplant. I lived in Columbus, Wisconsin, about a year, and then in Columbia, Missouri, for about 10 years before that, and then many, many places before that.
0: Why are you moving around so much? You're hiding from the law?
1: Exactly. So <laughs> if you just not put my last name in here, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it just <laughs> ends up, that's kind of how life, where life took me, I guess, um, my dad was in the military. Then I ended up just we moved around a lot with my family. Um, growing up, I have three brothers. And then I ended up getting married really young, which I'm not anymore. But he was in the military. So we moved with him. And then life just kind of took me to all these different places which was actually quite an adventure now that I can look back at it.
0: So you were moving around in all those places, and I'm assuming you had to go to different high schools growing up.
1: Correct. I actually went to many different um, elementary schools. I don't even know all of them. Um, oh. But yeah, I do know my two high schools. Yeah, I went to my um, high school in Southern Illinois, and then I also went to a high school You're in Wisconsin along Lake Michigan in Manitowoc, Wisconsin.
0: Were you always drawing and doing art and painting? Like, how did you get interested in that during the moves? Uh, Was it like maybe something you picked up just because you could do something and take it with you? Yeah,
1: I think that that was always my one solid. I think that I was always that kid that was reading books and drawing and tearing out magazine pictures and putting them up on my walls of different colors. I know that having three brothers, I kind of felt really um, isolated. I was like the only girl. My mom was busy cooking, cleaning, doing all of those mom things. My dad worked. So I kind of just took care of myself that way. So I started drawing ponies and dresses and things like that in my bedroom just kind of yeah I don't even know how it started it just always was what I know and what I knew
0: what was the first thing that you said you started drawing what ponies <laughs> oh ponies I thought you said honies and I was like is ponies like a thing I don't know about
1: no um so ponies I don't know why um I think that's just a girl thing to do so that's what I did
0: and you weren't around them or anything like you didn't you didn't secretly want a pony or anything
1: um no, I think I probably could have wanted a pony. I think I probably did want a pony. Okay. But I take care of it. And um no, I think that for me there was just something maybe there were some dolls or something and it was kind of just that weird obscure little thing that I was doing. But yeah, drawing fashion and um yeah, things like that, lots of colors and designs. It just was really self-soothing for me. And it was something that was easy for me to take with me all the time. I mean, there was always a pencil. There's always a paper. So that was really easy, that part.
0: And when you did that, were you just drawing by pencil? Or when did you start actually doing Because you do a lot of uh, painting work.
1: I don't think I actually really touched watercolors, acrylics, or oil paints until I was um, older. I took art classes, of course, in high school. Really loved them. I had a really great art teacher in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. His name was Mr. Stokes. And I remember him being really awesome. He's really grounded. He kind of let us do our thing, but yet kind of held us by the shoulders and moved us. I was like, okay, try this and try that. And I'd love to see what you could do. Um, I think that's when my creativity really grew. And when I realized I was like, oh, I can actually do something with this. There are jobs and there are opportunities in colleges which I didn't actually end up going to college until I was in my late 20s. So I kind of did everything backwards in that way. So it was always something I loved. I ended up getting married really young and missing out on like kind of the college things and Having those opportunities. Actually, we had a fire in my house when I was a senior in high school. A fire? So I actually lost, yeah, a fire. We lived in a really old farmhouse. Okay. So I lost everything. Um everything. Oh, no. So I feel bad for my family too, because obviously they had to rebuild everything, but I lost all my art. So there was actually at that point there was no opportunity for me to even go anywhere and be like, here's my art, here's what I have to offer you. Back then I graduated in ninety. We didn't have anything to archive anything. Um, no uh-huh. computer cell phones or really anything, life kind of took me in a different direction then.
0: At some point, it was almost kind of like a, it was a chance to go, okay, you can do anything now. There's no like, uh, this is what I started out as and this is what I became. Have you ever seen the movie Patterson, the Jim Jarmusch movie?
1: I just put that in my queue. So thank you. (laughs)
0: All right. Well, then I can't ruin it for you, but there's a very similar thing. (laughs) And it's kind of interesting. That's the first thing I thought of when you said that.
1: Yeah, I've had a couple of those moments in my life where it's, it's given me or in my life, it's given me that moment to kind of stop, regroup. I've had to, um, whatever you believe in the universe, gods above, whatever it may be. I yeah. feel like something's been like, okay, stop, take a look around. What are you doing? How are you doing it? Do you want to kind of take a moment to regroup and then find a different path? So I feel like life's done that. They're not always good things, sometimes they can be really hard. So I think it's kind of that where I had to be really introspective and like, okay, Holly, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. How do you take it? How do you want to release it and come through on the other side?
0: You got married and then didn't go to college until later. So what made you decide, you know what, I need to go to college?
1: Just that drive. I was looking around and um, I was doing art on my own and really poorly done art. It was not my pretty stuff. And um, there yeah. was all those, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Okay. Um, I just didn't have the skills, those basic skills of being able to draw lines or trying to, it was just a mixed, it was completely a mixed mess in my head. So I took um, two oil painting classes and a uh, base drawing class because actually I said I did, I wanted to be an artist. Yeah. This is actually what I want to do. So it was actually when I was in my late twenties and I had had my daughter by then, uh, my daughter is 20 now. So I took those classes and then that was it. That was actually, I didn't finish anything to get a degree. I just used those skills to kind of build from there.
0: So you said you just decided that you wanted to uh, be an artist. Like what brought on that change? What made you finally go like, I need to do something about this. I want to I wanna move forward on this.
1: I wish I had some really great um, aha moment. But it really was this strange pull inside of me. And it was kind of this string that was like, this is what you need to do. And I found the more that I did it, the happier I felt. I think it just fed something to my soul. And inside, I think it is a really meditative process. It's a really great process to kind of heal and or go through things and think about things or not think about things. So I found when I was in the studio, when I was taking those classes... I found that it kind of created a different feeling inside of me and a feeling that I actually like when people, they talk about runners and they kind of get that high. So I think for me, I found that it gave me kind of that inner high. It grounded me. Mm -hmm. It made me feel more comfortable with who I was and whatever, whatever that was and kind of being able to put things on paper and it didn't matter what they were. They could be weird or really uh, maybe more traditional and realistic, or they could be really obscure and just a lie. And so it kind of made me feel really free that that was a great way to express myself.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that yeah. sounds like an aha moment. That sounds more <laughs> like you felt it and you just kind of ran with it. There's no way of describing that really.
1: What does that feel like? Um, it just feels. It just yeah.
0: is. Here's a question, and and I feel like this is I feel like this is what everybody has to deal with. So with life and having to live it, and then also having kids or kid. I guess I didn't. How many do you have?
1: I have two, have two. Um, my son's 15. Okay. So, but at the time I just had my daughter when I was starting out.
0: So making the time for that. So everybody's like, oh, I just don't have time for this anymore. And it's like, well, you make time. Well, here's the question for you. How did you make time? <laughs> Cause that's okay. what everybody wants to know.
1: I think for me taking those core classes in the beginning, it actually kind of pushed me to have time limits. Like I was like, I still, I was paying for this class. I was working also. I was, I'm a hairstylist also. So I was working, I was paying for that class. And then I did have my daughter to take care of. So I would get up early before she got up, and or when she went to bed, when her dad was available, I would go to on campus to the studio and I would work. I kind of made sure that I was taking care of those core things, having my job to pay my bills, mm-hmm. taking care of my daughter, and then I would go before and after. And it was exhausting, but like, yeah. it's much more energy when you're late, your late 20s compared to your 40s. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that bad then.
0: Back before the internet made things a lot easier, how were you promoting yourself? How did you when you first started like what were some things you were doing to even kind of get what you were doing out there or was it all really private at first?
1: It was all really private at first because it really wasn't good stuff okay uh, yeah, it was not good stuff, but I think part of it was I kind of started looking around me differently when I realized that this was something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I looked around for what those opportunities were do I want to sell in a coffee shop? do I want to sell I'm in galleries. Do I want to sell? Do I want to have like stuff that's in books? Um, what do I want to do with that? So I really did actually start looking around me differently. And I was living in a really small town in Southern Missouri at the time. And I went into a coffee shop. There was art on the wall and I just went up and I asked her, Hey, I actually have a piece of art. Would you be open to me selling it here? She said, sure, bring it in. And that was my first piece that I sold oh. was at that coffee shop. So that was kind of exciting Yeah. through the classes that I took. It was at William Woods University in uh, Fulton, Missouri. They gave me opportunities. They were like, oh, hey, there's this art show. There's an art group, a Jefferson City Art Club. You should go try to enter something in that. So I did. So I kind of just took those little moments that people took me and putting myself out there, which actually was really nauseating. It actually made me really panicked. Just those opportunities, I took them and I just jumped in, hopefully with my eyes open, sometimes with my eyes closed. And hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, When you're open and looking for those opportunities, you can find them.
0: And, and it was really just you opened your eyes and looked around and you were in a coffee shop and you're like, oh, there's something hanging there. But the yeah. even as you were saying it, like I even got a little bit of anxiety when you're like, so I walked up and asked if I and it's like, oh, I know <laughs> that's tough. I mean, you're going to walk up to them and go like, hey, could I get a large latte or something. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it's harder to go like, Hey, can I hang some stuff on your wall? It's just so weird. Like that's, that's the only thing that's different from what you're about to say to them.
1: It is, but it a really, it's a place of being really vulnerable. But I think that drive inside that going back to, well, why do you want to do it? What's, what is it bringing to you? And I thought, I don't really have anything to lose. What's the worst having a conversation. All they're going to say is no, I'm Mm -hmm. probably going to cry not going to order coffee from there again. (laughs) Go home. So really, it was a win-win. So yeah, um, it worked out fine. I ordered coffee. I sold a painting. It was perfect. So that did actually boost my confidence. But even if I had gone in there and not sold a painting, maybe we could still be having the same conversation now. I don't know. I don't know if I would have kept on or if that would have been kind of a, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Or maybe I need to do it in a different way.
0: What are some ways currently? That you're promoting yourself. Yeah. Are you doing anything different or are you still just doing physical promotion?
1: Uh, I'm doing a lot of things right now. Um, I'm kind of seeing what works best. I did the whole thing where you pay for a website and do all these things where you kind of invest a lot of resources. And then I realized why. So I'm actually, as a single mom, my son at home and my daughter, um, she moved out a couple of years ago. But as that and living on a budget, I actually was like, how can I do this also? to where I can still fulfill my dreams. I can still do things I want to do. So I actually am kind of doing things to try things out, to see if it's possible to do them without having to spend all this money. Sometimes Mm. when we read these articles as artists, they're like, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that. And you have to take this and you have to take that. And you have to buy this and you have to buy that. Um, And I think what I wanted to do also, what I'm doing is trying to get down to the base of it. Like you don't have to do those things. I think if you have skills, if you work really hard, and do I mean, there are so many free websites, there's free email addresses, mm-hmm. there's lots of opportunities. Again, if you just look and kind of put yourself out there. Um, I do think a website really changed everything for me also, because I could hand out a card with a website on it. Yeah. People could see what I'm doing or where I'm going. Facebook, I mean, that kind of did revolutionized everything with events, and you can invite people and then that just kind of goes on and off from there. And then the more people that know you, the, they ask you to do things. I tried to do volunteer work that involves art. So I always said if I could be successful in art, I actually would use my art to raise money for things. I'm yeah. like, what can I do? I actually can use art to raise money, which is what I'm trying to do also. So kind of a hand-in-hand thing, being able to sell art on my for myself. And then being able to make art and make money for other people has been a really great gift. I feel really thankful to do that.
0: So you you found these other ways to promote or using Facebook and all that. What are what are some things you've learned? And like, what are some things where you just like, I just don't get that thing for for other people that might be like, Yeah, how would some free ways that I could do this be? You know, they're reading the same articles you read. What have you discovered?
1: I listen to other people that tell me um, keeping it really simple, simple yeah. things, googling reviews. I mean, those yeah. are help. Looking at what other artists are doing. Um, choosing a site. Honestly, there's so many sites out there that you can do. Yeah. Keeping it really simple, just having kind of a gallery showing of your pieces of art. And then on the next page, you don't have to have a really long resume, but just having some base things and links to things that you've done are really great. I think keeping files on your computer organized. If somebody's asking for something, you could be like, oh, here's this. I think those things helped. I think getting a website was probably made me feel more professional yeah. and more like, artist also I get that. Yeah. But yeah, cuz then I could actually I did. I had an online resume that I could just mail to people when I wanted to do art shows and if I wanted to see about selling something or people wanted to see what I had to offer. I think just putting yourself out there just doing it, finding a free website.
0: Have you ever uh experimented with Etsy or anything like that creating a, like a shop for your prints?
1: Good question. I have not done Etsy cuz that's a lot of copying yeah. and making Things which is really time consuming and and financially consuming. So, actually, I did Society Six. That's a really awesome online site. Um, I really like them. There's also Redbubble, is really fun. I've kind of been exploring that one. Yeah,
0: I just saw that one recently myself and I was curious about that.
1: Mm -hmm. So, those are great opportunities for artists to put their designs out there and just to see what are people buying? What do people like? And then you can also buy prints of things in various sizes. There's also lots of like local places. Like we have a printing place downtown on Williamson Street where you can make scans and prints of things. Yeah. Um, even your local office supply places can do scans if you need a better scan, if you don't have a scanner. So those are great resources that are easily accessible, not super costly yeah. that you can just go and do also. Okay. Um, I do sell things of my art on Society6 and Redbubble, yeah. but I actually love the experience of showing in a gallery or having an art show or having my art out there and like actually getting to meet people. I actually think that's been my, my favorite feeling in connecting with people.
0: So the showing you had was at Stone Fence recently.
1: Correct. Yes. And that was wonderful. That was a great opportunity. It's in my neighborhood. It's in friends and neighborhood people in my community that I work in and live in. It was wonderful.
0: And how was the turnout? I know that there was like uh, music that night and everything.
1: I think we did pretty good. So I actually don't even know the numbers. I actually know that I took a couple moments to step outside because it was so warm in there and there were so many people. But I think that I found that exhilarating having people share and they were like, oh, Holly, this is the one I really loved. Or I had no idea that you did this because I'm also a hairstylist. I work at Love and Light Hairdressing on East Washington. And so my clients came and they didn't know that I did. Some of them didn't know that I did that also. really, So yeah, it was kind of my Clark Kent Superman. (laughs) Uh, They came together. They actually are two different people and they came or one person and they came together. And so people got to see and that was, I loved that. It actually felt really fulfilling, kind of, I don't know how to say maybe more open that Oh yeah, this is also a part of what I do and how both of those creative facets of my life connect together.
0: How did you discover the style of your art? I know that you've labeled it as and I'm gonna ask you to help me out on the pronunciation <laughs> of this. Uh, the hierith?
1: Yeah, close. It's okay. hierith. Okay. But I don't have a Welsh accent because it's a Welsh word that I randomly ran upon. Just I don't even remember. I just remember seeing it in a book somewhere or a magazine. And it was the most beautiful definition. And it said like a longing and kind of a feeling of a nostalgia for something in your past that you miss. I kind of felt like just with some of the stuff I'd gone through in life, that's kind of how I felt. Like always a little, not in a depressing way, but just always a little melancholy of just always feeling like you could wish you could go back and change something or hold on to something that was good or let go of things that you don't want to remember, which I think everybody does. So yeah, I think that just connected with me. And it gave me a little bit of anonymity because I didn't want just my name, which I previously had started doing. And so yeah, it kind of just gave me a little bit of anonymity, which I really enjoyed and still like. And I think the word to me, it kind of represents what I do. So I also love vintage photography. My friends would bring me photographs from their travels and I collect them. I just kind of go and wherever they're at, and I use those for clothing. And I found a really beautiful thing in that, that there were these lost photos out there that nobody wanted anymore. Mm-hmm. And that they just had set aside that had all these beautiful stories to tell. And I thought, I wonder if their stories are like mine. I wonder if yeah. their stories maybe have like some of those happinesses and those Sadnesses, and I wonder if there's a way to connect that with today and our past. And because I think that is true, if we can kind of ground ourselves in where we came from, it's easier for us to know where we want to go. So that was kind of that, yeah, that ball of connection, all those facets put together. That's kind of how it started that way collecting art and then um, or collecting photos and then putting that into my art kind of using those as inspiration pieces
0: i I always found that there's uh, if you go to like one of those antique shops where they each have their own section, there's always some like box of old photos that you can find in those places you know i've I've seen those
1: yeah and they they bring so much energy right uh-huh. and there's these stories whether you want to take them home with you or not. there's stories there that people are just left behind. Or have left behind and I'm like, oh, I think maybe it's my job to kinda of hold on to some of those stories or maybe connect those stories to my stories and tell them from there.
0: And the one thing I got out of this, so I had to look up the word. Uh so I looked at it on Wikipedia and one of the links in there said that it's also very close related to and I ended up getting turned on to a whole style of music because of this. Fadu is what it's called.
1: I actually heard of that. Yeah, they're very <laughs> crony, very like i don't even know where it's where do they do that at? i don't even know where they uh, it said at. it
0: was in portugal is is where it's it's based out of but yeah so like basically i clicked to look up that word and then i realized i spent an hour listening to a bunch of different types of Fadu music on uh, uh youtube <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, see now i'm gonna have to check that out and I, maybe i'll be more inspired
0: it's pretty awesome and when you listen to it you're like that's what this is because I've, I've heard this so thank you for that you turned me on to a whole new thing musically as well Before you were talking about with the kids and and, uh, deciding to pursue your art and you said working on a budget, looking for ways to do it for free. So how do you budget, you know, just being able to do art because paint and all that kind of stuff? Like, do you have a studio that you pay for? Like, how do you budget that? Or are you really paring down things so you can do it?
1: Actually, I have my studio in my dining room. So people can't see that. But we're in my half of my dining room is my studio space, which I actually love. I love to drink tea. I like to wear my pajamas. Mm -hmm. So it gives me the opportunity to go get some tea, maybe take a moment to sit on my porch. Everything I need is here. And it's easier also because kids. So Mm. it's super easily accessible. I can just come and work. They're right here. Go grab lunch, come back, I actually love having that comfort and having it if I want to get up early or stay up late and go to it. So for me, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. So it took me um, years to do this. It actually was just this last year that I was able to actually, you can write off your studio space on your taxes. So yes. So this is my workspace. So I was able to do that because I had been doing so many art shows this last year. It took me, again, it's taken me years, lots of patience. Also art supplies, building up those. I mean... I work a lot with watercolor, So for me, just kind of buying what I need when I need it, being very aware, sales, going to art sales and using coupons. I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of I started doing that. And okay, Holly, you don't need that, but it's on sale and you have a coupon. But I think for art supplies, when I'm hoping to group that, and those are things too that people should know, keeping those receipts. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that you use to kind of um, on your taxes having a really good tax person help you out with that. So that was really important also. That's
0: what I was going to ask. Do you have a financial person?
1: I do. I do now. I do now. I actually have a tax lady and she's amazing. So she actually, about two years ago when I was starting to preemptively book for showings and do gallery showings and start selling things, I talked to her and I said, what do I do? Um, What do I do as far as like, how do I do this? She's like, okay, so you keep your receipts. Um, Where's your studio space at? What are you doing? What are you buying? Are you traveling? Keep all those receipts. And then she took care of me. And it was like a t- tax uh, magic. <laughs> Mileage. And they have base things that they know to do. So I think that was really informative um, as far as they have different forms that they fill out specifically for people like me that uh-huh. are artists.
0: Yeah. Really? They've, so she was yeah. like, here's here's form 26 <laughs> or whatever yes. for artists.
1: Actually, yes. Yes. There are specialty forms for People that do things like I do really for traveling, art supplies, because it's a certain kind of, it's a creative job because it varies. It's kind of a commission based job almost. So if I, you know, depending on what I sell is what I make huh. and then depending on where I show different galleries, take different commissions. Some galleries have you sign forms and tax forms there and they take taxes out. Yeah. Some don't, and then that means I have to pay taxes. So keeping track of all those things was really important, but that's what your tax person guides you to do. I don't recommend doing it on your own. Numbers are not my happy happy thing. And no one wants to get in trouble with Uncle Sam.
0: And that's brilliant. I didn't know that there was even a specific different set for that, which makes total sense.
1: Mm -hmm. So that did make it easier for me as far as kind of pre-planning. What am I getting myself into if I do start doing gallery shows? If I do start selling art, what am I getting myself into? So I think that's really important for anyone to know, depending on what they're selling, how much they're selling, what kind of commissions they're making, is the person that they're selling with, or two, are they filling out tax forms? All of those things are really, really important.
0: Overall, the things that you do, what, what would you say is the most successful as far as actually paying you or, or making money as, as an artist, like what sort of ways, is it just the gallery shows or like, are there different things that over the years you've been like, Oh, this is very successful. I'm going to keep doing this.
1: So I think for me right now, gallery shows. So I did um, three shows this last year and those are the places that I think I've sold. I know I've sold the most. So for me, those were great opportunities. And one of them was in a retirement community. Uh, One of my, it turns out to be an art therapist. And so what I loved about that was she gave me an opportunity to show they have a small gallery there, and then a portion of the commissions made or a portion of the money would go back into the art community there at the retirement community. That's so awesome. I thought I loved that idea. That was a really great kind of my first like, okay, let's do this. And so I sold quite a few pieces there. And then after that, I did a show in Iowa. Which was an awesome gallery space there, gallery C. And that was my first like real like this is a like legitimate gallery, beautiful okay. so lots of art there. But then they have somebody there that helps promote you and get buyers in and people that will like your things and probably be kind of drawn to what you are what you're doing and what your kind of art. And that was really successful. Like that was wonderful. It was really exciting.
0: Is that pretty uncommon for someone to be included with a gallery like that?
1: No is uncommon i think that's pretty normal there's usually somebody that kind of helps organize and set up opening night and the reception and bringing in the musical act and that's kind of what the owner of stone fence mia did also she kind of organized got music and made sure that there were things going on and food and treats and you know my art was hung and all of that so i think it's a kind of a win-win because they take a portion of the money mm-hmm. i take a portion of the money So, and you meet lots of people. So that's kind of how I've been doing it that I find the most successful for me.
0: How did you find the retirement gallery with the artist therapist?
1: She was a client of mine and it was one of those things because I'm a hairstylist also. Okay. And so I was doing her hair and I, we were just sharing and she told me what she did. And I was like, oh, actually I do art. She's like, well, do you have anything that you can show me? And there's my website. Ta-da. She's like, okay. Cause also I think for her, she has to be careful about what she's bringing in there. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, we would love to have you. And I said, awesome, let's do this. And she explained how it's done. And again, I really liked that. I thought she was a really kind person. I loved what she did. Yeah. And then I also love that a portion of the money would go back into the art community there.
0: No, that's, that's why I wanted to ask. Cause that's super cool. So it's really just, you were networking. You just happened to speak to someone.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and it was uh, just that opportunity that I jumped in because I didn't have to tell her I could have felt a little bit too insecure or afraid but I was right. like oh she's really nice I'm just going to show what I have and it also kind of helps put me on a or kind of check where I'm at in my art yeah am I growing is it where is it at is it ready because some art is good for some galleries and some art is good for other galleries mm-hmm. and so kind of knowing where I was at that helped me out a lot
0: coming up with some new stuff to do and then also promoting yourself how do you maintain your own well-being
1: i love walking now it's bike riding season i love yes. biking but city biking i don't want to get anyone confused <laughs> um, <laughs> like trail biking kind of doing those things um painting is a really uh, meditative thing for me mm-hmm. but as far as that hanging out with friends i have beautiful friends I'm hanging out with my kids so kind of filling my cup with those kind of things yeah. um but yeah we the lakes are beautiful so even going down there and going by walks by the lakes i find that really really amazing picnic point i mean we have so many beautiful places here to just go casual hiking um kind of (laughs) like hiking so those are the kind of things i end up doing and just kind of yeah taking a step back from having to think about art even though i love it or think about work just taking a step back
0: Another question I always like to ask this because I always end up discovering something new. Is there anything that you have coming up, any projects, any things you'd like to mention that maybe it doesn't even have to do with what we're talking about, but like maybe we didn't cover today or you would like to talk about that I didn't know about?
1: Well, I don't have anything right now. I really am kind of waiting for that next opportunity, which I kind of just wait, seek out. Where do I want to go? I did have the awesome opportunity. I did two Nasty Woman exhibitions. What's that? Um, Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about (laughs) that. There you
0: go. See (laughs) what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I just had an opportunity to do those. There was one in New York in January. And there was another one that I did in um, Oakland, California. And that one was in April. And so those raised money. That was where I said I could do art to help raise money for Planned Parenthood. A lot of us artists got together and we donated art. It was a woman-based art group. Nasty Women, and we had art exhibitions, and then these other amazing women organized, found like spaces to show, and then all the money um, went to Planned Parenthood, which was really exciting. And you can kind of do kind of women, uh, female-inspired, gender-inspired, all of those kind of things that people are feeling really attacked by. Pretty much everything right now that's really feeling, um, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) No explanation (laughs) needed.
1: (laughs) So yeah, so it was a great opportunity for all these people and all these women to get together to raise money for Planned Parenthood and all the proceeds. So it was great because all of us artists were like, okay, we have names, we have skills. People were also really open to buying art to do that. A couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to do Design for a Difference. It's here in Madison and they do different ones in different states. I have a Design for a Difference and then there's a host from one of the HGTV um, network shows. And I only did one of their projects we ended up remodeling the respite home over on Fordham Avenue. And so I ended up painting a whole bedroom and painting like butterflies and kites and trees and stuff like that. So four artists were given that opportunity to work on that project. And I was one of them. So it was like really great. Also, and you donate your time and all of that. So yeah, it was really great. So those things are the things that I'm, I'm trying to give back to the community also by raising money or doing those projects that are amazing.
0: Wow. So, so, (laughs) yeah that's why I love that question because you're like well I don't know if I really have anything and then boom (laughs) that's really cool how did you hook up with how did you hook up with that whole house thing I mean that was just grouped into what you were already working on or a
1: difference a friend of mine she works for Bravo magazine and she was looking for artists it was kind of something they decided to do at the last minute and she's like oh she knows a lot of people and she's like okay I'm going to contact some artists and of course when I found out what the project was, it was for yeah. those bedrooms for families and children that need places and safe havens. I was like, yeah, of course I'm in. And she's like, okay, here's our deadline. It was a really tight deadline. Bet. Uh, I was there like every day at every spare moment that I had. So that was it. So it's those opportunities. that I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. Actually, mm-hmm. wait, what are you doing? Even though I already said yes. So things like that, you just say yes and mm-hmm. figure it out along the way. It was wonderful. It was an awesome opportunity. And then I donated, somebody asked me, I volunteer at the festivals, our local festivals. And so somebody had asked me to uh, paint a piece of art for that, anything I wanted. That was one of the Orton Park donations that raised money that go back into our parks. And then through that, and there was other things, I did picnic in the park. I dressed up as a early 1900s kind of Edwardian era era woman. And I paint live painting. Guess what I found out isn't my thing? live painting <laughs> and then i took things back home in my studio but yeah so opportunities like that like volunteering time and resources and then that um everything that they did there will raise money for our local parks
0: but you know what you tried so now you know and that's the beauty <laughs> exactly. of it you know let's spin a positive on that
1: but i think that's okay for people to know those things too yeah. because you try things it may not be your thing it may not be successful But you did it. You at least know where you stand on that.
0: So that was exactly the kind of conversation I was looking for. It's like meeting someone at a party and finding out that what they do is really cool, and then learning tons of interesting things about it. Needless to say, I was pretty excited that so far, my experiment in meeting new people was really starting to work out. So... Is being an artist a smart thing to do? I don't know. But are we all still going to do it? Yeah, of course we are. But people are out there doing it on their own. So let's talk about it and help each other out. And hopefully, we can make it a little easier for all of us. Sorry, that sounded like a speech. Anyway. This was the first episode of American Bandito. I want to thank Holly so much for taking the time to even meet with me. Visit the website at AmericanBandito.com and read my daily comic journal on the website. It's called Then This Happened. Or you can read it on the TAPA's webcomic app at tapas.io. The music for this show is by RomCom. That's com with two M's at RomComTheBand.com. Thank you all for listening, and you should subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, and it's even available on YouTube. There's a lot more people to meet, so I'll see you next time. So long.